In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, we had a hot-tempered argument in front of our whole family until one of them got up and walked away. <laughs> whole family being the kids. Yeah, it's been a while. You don't want to miss this episode because we're going to put it all out there. I'm actually naked right now. Just kidding. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? Truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, your humble servant, the Q Diggity Dog. Really have never been the Q Diggity Dog until I started this podcast. I am the Q Dog. AKA. Quincy Moran, your host, along with my co-hostess with the mostest, my wife, Jeannie Moran. Honey, whatever salutation you like. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. <laughs> and we are in the brand, le- the, the brand new, <laughs> newly renovated, newly relocated Moran Family Studio coming live from Texas, USA. That's right. So here we go. We're going to get into this. The last, uh, the last episode, if you listen, went way too long. And I'm still conscious. I'm still really self-conscious about one of the episodes we did where I got choked up on air. I didn't, like, cry, but I got very choked up. And uh, I felt like my uh, man card probably should have been revoked for at least 24 hours. But it happened. Anyway, Jeannie and I have long said, I really am the one who said it. Just because you have a podcast doesn't mean you have a perfect marriage. And this by far is not a perfect marriage. What would a perfect marriage be? I guess I don't know how to define that. But we have a really, really, really great freaking marriage. Agreed. Our marriage is freaking great. When I sit back and think about where we were and where we are and how good our communication is most of the time, how well we complement each other, how much time, how much we enjoy spending time together, how great our sex life is. I'm thinking, how did I ever know it would be this freaking good? Even with our, with our challenge, everybody has challenges, but even with our challenges, it's like, I am so freaking blessed in my life. You are a better wife and friend and mother than I ever imagined you would be. I didn't know how great you would be. But we're getting, I think we are getting, and if I'm wrong, just say it, because it's the podcast and you can, and I want you the truth. I think we are getting closer to what you and I envisioned the first night we met of somebody in a relationship when we, when we got married. I was sitting on the couch because I was too fat to sit on the floor, you and your beautiful self were sitting on the floor and we talked for hours and talked about fun and talked about sports and fishing and um, work and everything else. It was like, A, this girl is smoking hot, and B, we could have a lot of fun together. This is something that's really cool. And I think finally we are moving. Over the last few years, we have been moving in that direction, having adventures on our own, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We're supposed to be talking about a hot-tempered argument, but I want I, I, for whatever it is, it's like. Yeah, I think you're trying to preface, even though we have all of this, arguments still happen. We're still married, <laughs> and it's like <laughs> we're I, t- we are still <clears throat> two separate people. When I, when I managed, you know, at one point it was co-managed twenty-one because I was the second guy in charge, and then I managed my own group. Started about I started ten and then moved up to like sixteen people. I would I would tell them it's like look I don't expect this work relationship to be perfect. There will be arguments. There will be misunderstandings. I said look I I am closer to no one on the planet than my wife, and we still disagree about stuff. So let's not get it twisted. Let's just make sure we talk through any of these situations that come up because we need to know where we stand. We need to get. All the wrinkles ironed out we can so that we can move forward. Who knew adults didn't want to talk face-to-face about problems? Oh, no, they'd rather talk behind your back, but that's... Oh, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) so with that being said, oh, the cough button. That's the next thing. I got this cool microphone stand. We both have headphones now. We're moving like... We're we're moving towards real podcasters. But I got to get you (laughs) like an ejection button or something. Uh, but every time you go to cough, it's just got to mute. So that crap stops. Anyway, with that being said, as good as things are, and i just taken a few minutes there to celebrate how good things are, we still get, we have a tiff. We have, dis- we have frustrations every now and again. But what happened the other night, it was probably the biggest event we've had in a while. That was a very spirited debate. With spirits. <laughs> oh, yes. You know? <clears throat> With spirits. Um, and, and I keep seeing this thing come up about killing the nice guy. Because I, for the most part, consider myself a nice guy. Um, way too agreeable. I'm trying to manage that. I'm trying to... Not that you're not a nice guy, honey, but you have a, a different mechanism where it's like, I don't give an F. Whatever. And I like that. One of the new guys I work with, he's out loud, and he has that mechanism of, I don't give an F, whatever. So we'll get along is what you're saying. I think so. Mm-hmm. He's he's awesome. I mean, he really is when it's all said and done. Um, actually, two of the guys I work with are that way. And I'm like, how do I become more like this? I'm just, The art of not giving a f- I read the book. Okay, we'll go back and read it again. I need to read it again. Mm-hmm. It's been a, a, a year and a half. It is an art form. It is, but there can be a lot of damage along the way, and I don't want to damage people. Well, I have zero pucks given, and I'm okay with it. There's got to be a balance. There's got to be the right time and place. Anyway, I endeavor to learn that. And the day I get to coach with Ed Milet, I'm going to grow. I'm going to get there. <laughs> I'm going to tell him up front, this is me, bro. Help coach me through it. Anyway, <laughs> with that being said, I'm going to talk about all the details of this argument. I'm going to leave the names of the kids out, so not to incriminate them. But um, I get, uh, there are some times where I get really matter of fact, and I don't, I do, I do ask a lot of my kids <laughs> in a way, just as far as, you know, responsibilities at home. Um, and things to do, whether it's chores or whatever. Anyway, my dad is coming to Texas. He's going to be here. He, throughout the last year, he graduated in his um, 
in his career as a minister to the title of bishop, which I, I got a lot of respect for him doing that. And it's funny because, you know, Mo today asked me, what does it mean to be a bishop? And the best way that I can explain it, and it could be wrong, I said, well, you know, in college you get an associate's degree, you get a bachelor's degree, master's, double master's. It's, it's a level of accomplishment based on your study and your achievement. Mm-hmm. I said, well, that's essentially what this is in the Church of God. For my dad, is you know, I think it was cra- – honey, I think the, the test that he took to become a bishop was like 300 questions. And you're talking about deep biblical study here, which is pretty cool to tell you the truth, just from my standpoint. But from a guy that they weren't going to allow to be a pastor because he had been divorced to becoming a bishop, to me, I I really admire my dad for seeing it through. And so he's going to be out for like the general convention in Texas. And we have stepped out of church. We still hold our faith in Christianity, but we've stepped out of church for a number of reasons. But when we go back to Alabama, I go to church with my dad because he pastors a church, and I want to be there with him. Plus, the people that are there, they saw me from 16 to 44. They've watched me grow up. So we go. And so, you know, some of the, at least one of the 18-year-olds is like, well, I'm not going to church. I said, oh, but you are going to church. Um, I want us as a family to go to church with my dad when he comes out here. And um, so my 18-year-old is flexing. I'm an 18-year-old, and I'm not going. I said, well, look, dude, I went straight to the jugular. I said, look, and it, it it was not in good taste for me, um, but there were some influences involved, and uh, his name was, I don't know his first name. I know his last name is Jameson, <laughs> and I wasn't, it, it's not like I, I had some drinks, you know, to relax, and uh, and I enjoy that from time to time. I wasn't by... No, I don't even think you were on a buzz yet. No, I had a had a you know a slight buzz. It was tapered off, but um, just some adult libations, as a friend of mine says, just to to relax. It was the you know the evening, and I told this particular child, I said, "Dude, and and look, there's a backstory to this, part of which I'm not going to talk about on the microphone, but she's already challenged the authority of my wife. I know this, and I'm I'm a one I'm one who kind of puts things in order." and looks at them from a systematic point of view, and now you're going to buck the system again. You're going to exercise your right as an 18-year-old adult and then tell me that you have a full-time job now and that you work during the week and you're tired on the weekends. And we're talking about four hours a day. I mean, just just bullcrap. But, you know, that I'm an adult and I'm going to do what I want. I said, fine. And I started speaking for Jeannie and I. Um, and said, look, dude, you don't want to do this? You want to be an adult? Cool. That's fine. You just, when it's time to go to work, we're not giving you a ride. You do your thing. And so, you know, obviously that created a heated exchange and between her and I. 
And uh, it got – we had a back and forth. I said, look, dude, if you don't like that, you don't have to live here. You can you can find you can go and do your thing. You could you do not have to live here. That was too fast. I got there too fast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um and I also included some of this other stuff, which it's not good to include former arguments in your argument, but this is something that's different because this is a challenge to parental authority. And in from where I stand and if you disagree, that's fine. You got the email address. You can send it to me, and I'm okay. But I'm steadfast in where I stand that though you are 18, if you are living under my roof, there are some non-negotiable house rules that you are subject to. If you do not like that and you do not want to follow that legitimately, you do not have to live here. It's not – you don't have to live here. Now, this particular situation – probably didn't warrant that particular response. So it was probably ill-placed. But really, if you take the theme, and if I'm wrong, just push back on me, but the way you're doing one thing is the way that you do what you do. And this is a, a systematic assertion on authority. It happens to mom. Now it's coming to dad, and I'm just, I'm going to protect our authority in this home at all costs, and I'm not going to allow someone who says they're an adult but is not truly living in their adulthood to challenge my authority in the home um, like it has been done over the course of years, and I'm not going to stand by idly and allow it happen, allow it to happen. A, because there's nobody, like I wouldn't let anybody challenge your authority. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't do it. So she decided that she was done with that part of the conversation. She got off the couch, and she walked away. Apparently, I wasn't done arguing. And apparently, Jeannie wanted to argue. She wanted to get in on the action. No, so. that's not no, no. That was said tongue-in-cheek, you dummy. No. I was accused of saying something a certain way because when the argument came out, it was, well, Mom said, I don't have to go, and I'm not going. That is not what I said. What I said was, she said, I'm not going. I said, well, if that's your decision, that's fine, but you need to talk to your dad about it. Okay? I'm not giving permission I, from my perspective, I'm not telling you, that's fine. You don't have to go. You're No, 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 no. I specifically said, that's fine, but you need to talk to your dad about it. Because I already knew if she comes in and says, I don't want to go. You're going to want to have a conversation about this. Had it come out. So the way that you brought it out at the beginning of the conversation was my dad's coming out we're all going to church that's that yes yeah didn't kind of went over like a lead balloon that was a demand issued and she came out all five claws ready to go that's why i was like okay let's see where this goes 
And then when she threw me out, there was like, well, mom said, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I No, I've been under this bus a couple of times lately. I'm not running under it again. So you turned on me real fast because I overstepped your boundaries. I overstepped your authority. And I told her she didn't have to go. That is not how that conversation went. But then she proceeded to get up and leave the room, which left us in an argument. <clears throat> so... The argument proceeded because I don't agree with just demanding that everyone goes to church. The younger kids, absolutely, we're going, you're going. The older kids, there are some hurts there. There are some things that they don't want to have anything to do with church right now. And I understand the reasoning for it. I don't either for the same reasons. I don't believe that what we're being taught is accurate and I don't want to sit and listen to someone fill my head with crap. I don't agree with it. Yeah. To me, you're wasting time. I'm not there visiting a person. I'm listening to someone else teach. That's not visiting to me. If I want to visit with you or your dad or whoever, I'm going to take the time to go spend time with you. I want to hang out with you. I do not want to listen to someone else teach me or preach to me something that has absolutely no anchor in me whatsoever. I don't agree with a lot of things we were taught in the past. And I just don't want to sit with, I don't want to be somewhere where I'm, I feel like in my head, I'm arguing with everything that is coming out of your mouth the whole time you're talking. It's a waste. It's a negative I don't need. So I understand why certain ones don't want to go. They've been burned. They don't agree with it. They don't believe in it. I accept that. They believe in God. They believe in their relationship with him. And that's where they want to leave it for now. Okay. We all, we all have our place in life where we question, excuse me, we question what we believe. Mm -hmm. We question who God is to us. We question who we are to him. We all go through that. This is their time. I feel like it's not up to us to push something on them. Even if it is just to go for a couple hours and sit because this is what your dad wants. I get that, but he's here to visit. Then let's visit. Visit doesn't mean go sit and listen to church. That's not a visit. So I get where they're coming from. Now, I'm, I don't get really to argue much in this because I'm not going. I'm going to be home with Kirsten. She is not church ready right now. And I'm not going to fight with her. Yeah. So it's not fair for me to be like, well, you have to go because dad wants all of us to go when all of us are not going. So, and no matter how you spin that, say it, twist it, whatever, that is going to be an argument that is going to come up against you because I'm not going and Kirsten's not going. So why should they have to go? I'm not going to have that argument. It's a waste of time and space. Yeah. <laughs> but... What pissed me off was I got blamed, you got pissed, and now we're having an argument, and then you made rules for me that we didn't even discuss. Well, we're not driving you to work. Hold up. I didn't agree to this. Mm -hmm. don't, don't throw me out there. I didn't agree to any of this. I agreed that you two needed to have a conversation. And now I'm being thrown out there. This is what we're going to do. It's like, n no, I'm, I'm not going to not take her to work. 
we want her to move on with her life to get out there and start doing things to become an adult she has a job she needs to keep that job she needs to get to work I'm going to help her get there within the realm of things that we've already structured for her yeah but I just got tossed out there from both sides and it's like okay time out can we take my game piece off the board and you two can have this argument but that's not how it went and you and I kind of got heated back and forth and then when you threw out the well you don't have to live here Oh, voice in my head and an old filter triggered and I, I tried to explain it. I was horrible at explaining it. Dude, I said it's so ugly, <laughs> really ugly. And it took us another day before we finally cleaned it up and had a conversation about it. But my dad used to do that shit to me. If you don't like it, get the fuck out. And it's like, no, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm not that parent. I'm not the one who's going to... You know, if I say this, it's that period. Because we are trying to teach them to have their own opinions and to have their own thoughts and to have a negotiation and a conversation with people. So you can't just slam it on them and go, it is or whatever. Well, I, you but, can. And I and I reserve the right to do so. Depending on, certain, on the situation. Certain categories I do. But yeah. I mean, my dad did that because I didn't want to go someplace he wanted me to go to talk to somebody he wanted me to talk to. And it was like. Well, it sounds familiar. Uh, no, it was over a car. Totally different. But still, it was like, my car. I own the car. There's there's no right for you to tell me what I can and cannot do with something that I personally own. Different conversation. So, for me, that's what set me off was trying to... And it wasn't because it was you. It was because I was trying to work through what I was aware of going on in my own head. I knew that what I was hearing sounded like my father to me. And it's, I, dude, I'm very defensive when it comes to my past and my dad. So at the same time, I'm trying to look at, no, this is Quincy and our kid. I'm mom. I'm not the kid. I I have to differentiate this. Now keep in mind, there were some spirits involved too. So I, you know, I wasn't loaded but I was comfortable and I'm very loose with my mouth when I'm comfortable. So it was kind of like, I don't want to say this because if I say this a certain way, I'm really going to piss you off. So I tried to say it. It was still really ugly. You took offense because I was calling you my dad, which is like, you know how that affects me. So that was probably a, a really bad way to say it. But then I had to kind of look at all three sides I really shouldn't have even been in this argument. Agreed. This should have been between the two people who had the disagreement on whether or not she should go. But because I got chucked out in the middle of it, it's like, well, mom said, it's like, but I didn't like with work. Well, mom got it wrong. I, I didn't get it wrong. Yeah. But I'm the scapegoat. And the part that pissed me off the most was this was one of the things that we talked about when we were getting ready to move. I don't want to get here and have everything we have just fall apart. Yeah. And so looking at the outside of it, it's like, okay, this is a hard line for me when it comes to the people who live in our house. We can have discussions. We can have heated debates. We cannot agree on things. We can have, you know, negotiations about various things. 
But when you're playing us against each other or your behaviors, your way of thinking, the, the examples that you're setting for the other children in the house, start chipping away at my marriage with a hammer. Okay, now we're at the part where I'm going to say, you can leave now. Because you and I are a forever thing. When they leave, you don't. Mm-hmm. So at this stage of the game, this is where they're finally realizing it's me and you against them, if that's what it needs to be. Because I'm not going to do this thing where we're being played back and forth. Well, if I'm in the wrong about something, you know full well that I can, I want to know. And in all fairness, uh, just to unpack a few things there, I did not state down there that you overstepped my authority by telling her she didn't have to go. I just said you made a decision that should have been discussed with both of us. Now, what wasn't fair is that I should have asked, is this, I tried to express, is this what you're saying? Because this is what she's saying right now. And I think you were trying to combat that, but her and I just kept, yeah, it, the temperature continued to rise. Um, but I have, I have many things that I'm thinking about as this is going. Did I take the right approach? No. Um, has she been one of the kids that's constantly challenged our authority as her parent for years? (laughs) Yes. Um, could I have said instead of engaging in that argument right there in the moment because it was the evening yeah i had a i had some shots um we had been drinking a little bit but um would it have been better to say look we don't even we don't even need to argue about this right now let's talk about it let's talk about it tomorrow you and me and mom will sort it out that would have been the best scenario The situation with us and with her particular personality is when she gets hot, she's a raging fire. Mm -hmm. That's my personality. Mm -hmm. I've just worked over the years in not allowing myself to go there. Sometimes she brings out the best in me. (laughs) It's because she knows which button to sit on. She does. And most of the time, I'm pretty darn good at swaying away from that and just being right there level with this is the fact that this is where it is. So, but I got baited and I took the bait and she excused, she like dropped the bomb, excused herself. And then we started to burn and I'm, I'm okay with us, with you and I, I don't think at any point, um, we were disrespectful towards each other. I think the kids were probably like, what in the hell is going on? Because yeah, that was quite interesting. They were all just kind of watching yeah, but everything I'm, take place. It was, a, it was a heated discussion. Um, when, you, when you said, honestly, when you said, you know, something about me being your dad, instantly I was like, that is one of the stupidest things you've ever said. I said that in my, in my mind. Out loud, I said, well, fine, I'm your dad. But this is a hard line for me. 
um, right thought in a sense, just very poor execution because that, that why am I even so committed to her going to church with us and my dad? Basically, it's because my dad's coming to town, and he's like, I want us to go to church. It's like, cool, man, it's two hours. Let's go sit with Pappy at church. After we're done, we'll eat. We'll visit. It's, it's two hours. Who hasn't been hurt at church? Who hasn't been hurt at church, at school, from family, from somebody you're trying to date, um, buying a car, buying a house? Who hasn't been hurt with all of these other things? So what are we doing? Now, if, if I've been hurt by something, I'm completely taking all of it <coughs> off the table, and I'm not going to go for it at all. No, that's, I'm not going to live my life that way. Am I out of church? Yeah. Are there reasons behind that? Yes. Do I think church as a whole is uh, derogatory upon society? No. I think the framework of it is great because of what it teaches about community and selflessness and giving. I think there's a great framework. Is some of the teaching wrong? I'd have to say, yeah, I, based on where I stand, it's wrong. Um, but do, do I look at church and say, do I, do I burn inside when I think about church? No. People hurt people. I'm not holding people in a new land where I just got responsible for other people. Otherwise, what we're doing is you're, gonna, you're holding me responsible for all of your ex-boyfriends, and I'm going to hold you responsible for all of my ex-girlfriends, and then I'm going to hold you responsible for the things that, um, for the things my parents did to me, and you can do the same. And then we're just going to continue in this broken way of interacting with each other, just based on what I don't know, self-preservation. Maybe that's it. Anyway, the way I looked at it is like, shoot, I, I even told my brother, and my brother is no fan of church. He's not a secret to anybody. And his wife is, you know, not a fan either. They can speak for themselves. But it's like, dude, I said the same thing to him. It's like, bro, it's a couple hours. Let's just go. I mean, he's made some valid points yesterday about the whole <coughs> scenario. Mm -hmm. Very valid. Stuff that I actually agree with. Um, but to me, Mr. Agreeable, I'm like, it's a couple hours. Go to church. Go get food. But we're together. We go to the movies. We're not talking and visiting. But we're together. Go to dinner, we're together. So that was my frame of mind. Why was I so charged up? Did I expect a fight from her? No. Was I surprised? No. Did I, did I move too fast to speak for you and your actions and what you're going to do? Because for the way that I view it is we both, you and I both, we run this home from a place of equality, you and I. Um, there are areas from which we defer to one another because it's our strength. Mm -hmm. Like we talked about nurturing and protection. That if the kids get hurt or there's something emotional going on, they don't generally run to me. If a burglar broke in the house, they would seek to hide behind me mm -hmm. because that's naturally where we stand. They do come to me for emotional stuff. From time to time, because I have a pretty good relationship <clears throat> with all the kids, you know. But these older kids, they got they got to grow. They got to test. This kid been testing the bouncers for for thirteen years. <laughs> but anyway, 
I hope she challenges or channels that energy into doing something great. And I only want the best. I love her to death. You, I, I, I know. You know that. But there were a bunch of missteps there. And then it was really odd in the moment while we're arguing that we're getting so heated. Because it had been such a long time since we had an out loud heated argument face to face. I think the last time it, it happened was when it was time to talk about homeschooling and we were at the table and we started going back and forth at each other. Yeah, I think that's the last big one. Yeah, so it's been years and I had to step back again and say, I'm not even going to freaking be here. <laughs> I Really, I wasn't even telling you what you had to do. I was saying, if it were me, the kids need structure, so this is what I would do. And when it comes to structure, you just tend to reject it like a... <laughs> fire breathing dragon so that just got that got out of the way and then you know you may i thought you made a decision that we should have talked about then i made a decision that we should have talked about um and it just got ugly so we we finally you know the dust settled um it was late at night already so I think I ended up, after we were done arguing, I ended up falling asleep you in the chair. You passed out in the chair, and I just came <clears throat> up to bed. Yeah, and then uh, I woke up after a little while. I don't know what it is. The older I get, I just can't stay up as late. It's a shame. Um, I usually start nodding off around the nine-something hour. Well, in time. all fairness, you do, do get up somewhere between the four and five-something hour. So Lately, it's between the five and 5.30 hour, which to me makes me feel like a wimp. That's another story. Um, with that being said, um, now you've got this. N now what's going to happen? Is she going to go to church? Are we going to take her to work? Am I going to make her move out? What is going to happen? And the next morning, you know, we had our talk. And it's like, you know, and I told you that day, it's like, we, we got to talk about what happened last night because that was not – it's not our finest hour. <laughs> Although I thought it was good that we did just like exercise it in the moment and not sit on it. We didn't come to a resolution as much as I would have wanted. Um, there were some not great things said. I mean, we weren't cussing each other out. Mm -mm. Um, in my mind, saying I was your dad was laughable, but I know you're working through something from there, so try to... That's been said about me before. Yeah. And this time was not as absurd as that time, but. Well, that time you were younger and you made the mistake of saying, well, I'm putting my foot down and this is what you're going to do. And that just, no. Well, then it's been said three times. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, with that being said, we we were able to talk about it and really get it off of our chest. And, you know, so I walked out and she was there and I was, I just looked at her and I said, so how are we today? She was like, I don't know. How are we today? I said, I asked you first. And then we got into whatever this dumb thing is that we do where we copy each other and whatnot. So what we're going to have to do is actually have a discussion. And this has all led to, we got, I, I'm big on family talks. We haven't had a lot of them. 
because there's been back and forth. There's been a lot of change. If I were a smarter man um, or more seasoned at this, which I've, this is my first time moving an entire family to another state, maybe I would have seen this coming. And actually, I have talked to our family about this when things change, you know, tempers rise and think people get more touchy and we get nervous, we get scared, we, we're uncertain and we take it out on the wrong people. Okay, well, that prophecy is coming true. But with, a, with this particular situation and how it erupted, we can't not take it and digest it and use it for good. So that's what we decided to do. And we ha we're having a few, like a few separate family discussions on what, what this is about. So with that being said, I think a lot of good can come out of this really interesting situation where someone else is causing you and I to argue. And then we engage in the argument get a little spicy, have a very passionate, heated discussion. Um, but fortunately, I think we are able to find our way through it. I think both of us have kind of, like the last time, like the other argument we talked about, there are missteps that we could have done something better on one side or the other. I think recognizing that we're being pulled into an argument when all the facts aren't straight, um, is like a like a buzzword that needs to be created, especially in this little interim here. Because um, there's, I shouldn't be taking what she says as gospel. What really should happen? I mean, we have the tools to do it. Is to look at you and say, "This is what she's saying. Is this what you said?" And then we can kind of parse it out from there. I mean, we have the communication tools. Mm -hmm. Um, they were not used there. Unless I'm mistaken. Oh, no. I think the only communication tool that either one of us used was restraint. Restraint? Mm-hmm. Not saying everything that was running through our head at the moment. <laughs> I said just about everything I was thinking. Oh, I didn't. Well, I mean, at that point... At that point, if you start taking shots, <clears throat> that's just it. I the things that I that were running through my head, it was just like no, no, that's just gonna that's gonna make this worse, and it's not gonna make it better. And we don't need to make it worse. We need to figure it out. So well, those could be um, little drops of resentment about other situations that are unresolved. So I would ask you to, you know, identify what those are, and if there are issues, bring them out, because. I don't want hidden resentment to be mixed around in either one of us. No, we talked about it after the fact, but during the argument, I didn't let everything fly out. I mean, I told you, I don't like you speaking for me and saying, well, then your mom and I aren't going to do this because you didn't discuss it with me. You know, you know how I feel about church. You know how I feel about this particular topic. So, you know, I'm not going to agree with everything right off the bat. That's, you know me better than anybody. So, you know, it was those things that we talked about yesterday. It's like, just don't throw out an agreement and say, well, mom and I are going to do this 
and I, I've got no say in this. I, I didn't agree to that. I don't, I don't accept those terms, you know, and it, but because I knew a, I know me when I drink, getting angry when I've got any kind of liquor in my system is a no-go. If I start to get pissed off, I, I have to stop. I stopped drinking immediately. I didn't touch my cup the rest of the night. And I stopped just talking. I let you say what needed to be said. I agreed with what I needed to agree with. And I let everything else just kind of stop. Because if I didn't, I know me well enough to know this could turn into a tit-for-tat argument. And it, we're not like that. Yeah. That's just not how we do things. Um, so, like I said, that's one of the tools is the restraint to, to recognize and know that this is not... This is not a who's right, who's wrong conversation. This is one of those things that we just need to step back, look at all the moving parts, and figure out which ones do we need to clear out of the way, which yeah. ones need to line up. And then we have to come to terms with... Right now, I think we're sitting in a place where the older ones have a certain set of rules and the younger ones have a certain set of rules. But those rules are not defined yet. There's still a lot of questionable gray area that you and I need to solidify so that they know, okay, these are your rules. These are the things that we expect. If these things are not met, these are the consequences. You know, like I was telling you, rather than telling her we wouldn't drive her to work, that's fine. You can start paying me to drive you to work and not just my fuel. You know, you just added five bucks to your gas or whatever. It, well, the, the, because the point the right now the money is where you're going to hurt them. The the point I made that night and after you know getting into deep into the argument is that both of us have plenty of jurisdiction to make choices for the head of the household. You know what I'm saying for mm -hmm. for us. There are some areas where we know it's like well I'm going to talk to your mother about that or you say I'm going to talk to your dad about that before I make a decision. Mm -hmm. I think we clearly have known that in the past. What has to happen and what I've been thinking through is, this sounds wrong, but when the, the kids are a certain age, like, you know, society deems that 18 is an adult, okay? You have a certain level of control and authority that you're exercising over your young children as you are growing them. And as they are learning. Now, once they hit this adult stage, which we're, we're there with the phones and social media, I told them, when you pay for your own phone, you can have social media. You just can't have my Wi-Fi. True. But with the, with the beauty of Unlimited, they don't need it. That's fine. No, but that was still part of the fun was, you know, they thought they were going to jump on the Wi-Fi and, you know, not use up data. And it's like, mm, no. <laughs> Well, with that, you know, what I'm thinking of is like, okay, there, I have to, you and I have to talk about where are we going to loosen the reins. And we've done it in some areas. Like, now I'm not telling them when they have to go to bed, you know, because they need a certain level of freedom. They need a certain level. They need to know where to challenge authority is mm -hmm. what they need to know. The only way they're going to learn that is if they challenge our authority. And we can say, okay, 
this topic is good. You make the decisions for yourself there. This topic is a hard line in the sand. It's a hard line, period, and you're not going to cross this. And this doesn't change until X, Y, and Z. And being able to articulate that, like with the condition of their room. Yeah, you're this old. Yeah, you're an adult. But this is our home. And your room is going to look this way. Or I'm going to collect your things and I'm going to donate them to the trash can. <laughs> because you're not paying for this. Maybe a little different if you're paying rent. Maybe. But otherwise, no. So, exercising their phone, making phone calls. If, if the older girls are on the phone at 10 o'clock at night, I'm not having anything to say about that. What, they under, what they're going to come to understand is what we came to understand is you don't want to stay on the phone until 5 in the morning and have to be up for work and at work by 6 o'clock. The only time I've complained about them being on the phone late at night is when they're talking loud or they've got their door open and the three little ones are sleeping in the loft room. It's like, look, be considerate. Go downstairs. Go where we can't hear you because you're sleeping. You've got to get up early for work. She's got practice at O dark 30 in the morning. Yeah. I have to get up early because these two get up. Be considerate of the others in the room. Yes. Just because you don't have to be up and ready for work until 1 o'clock in the afternoon does not mean that the rest of us don't get up until noon. So I, I still have... I still have a little bit of a uh, bone to pick on that one, but I'm I'm trying to nicely say, if you're on it, cool. Just go somewhere where you're not disturbing others, because yeah. if you are, then I'm gonna I'm gonna put the kibosh. On absolutely, it. absolutely, and that, and that's I don't disagree with that. But I'm saying, like I'm sure that the girls are probably up. Facebook is brand new. Instagram oh, is brand Lord. new. All that. And like we, you know, when we first got it, it's built for something to keep you on it. Mm -hmm. So they're probably there. And it's, you know, it, the, the lesson of be quiet while people are sleeping is really going to matter if they have to work a late shift and then they're trying to sleep while people are getting up. So oh, those, I have a Kiki and I'm not afraid to use her. That, that <laughs> lesson is going to come over time. But l just say with those things. And then the farther they go along, the more mature they get the more responsible they become like i'm not going to tell them how to spend their money if it comes to gas or additional you know food costs whatever i'm going to say yeah this is this is where it's at you're you are going to chip in for this like when they full-on have their driver's license i'm not paying for your gas mm -mm. my dad did not pay for my gas i'm not paying for your gas doesn't mean you can use the car whenever you want but you're going to use it to get where you need to go um and there's going to be contingencies there. But when you buy your own car with your own money and you're paying for your own insurance and you're paying for your own gas, that might be a different. Now, there, then you get to the coming and going privileges. Yeah, if you're not in my house at a set time, don't come in. <laughs> <laughs> and, and th but those are things that we have to learn because we've been moving along from, you know, infants to toddlers to, to teens to young adults, we didn't have to do that with Hunter and Kirsten because their path is set. Yeah. But we are having to do that, especially now with the other triplets. And, and I mean, it's a little bit different for Hannah, but for, for Gracie and Ashlyn, that's really where we're cutting our teeth in the next phase of our parenting. 
mm-hmm. because they're young adults. So that's a discussion that we have to have, you know, because I want to know, are we aligned on where we stand? There's, there are going to be places where I know you want to put your foot down. There are going to be places where I put my foot down and we will have to negotiate that as parents. Well, there's a lot of things even now that like when they get grumpy about Hunter and Kirsten and why do they get all the food or because I am that parent. I went and bought stuff. Hunter and Kiki get federal money because they're disabled. That money is divvied towards food. They have special diets. They have special needs. They have places they want to go. Kiki wants to go for car washes. So we have cash allotted for car washes because that's her Disneyland. I don't know why, but if it makes the girl happy, I will spend the $5 to make the girl happy. But when the other kids, well, everything in the pantry is marked Hunter and Kiki. That's because that's the stuff that their money bought for them. You're not eating it. And they get frustrated Well, when I go to the grocery store. Will you get a box of this cereal? Sure, I bring it home. Oh, well, that was mine. No, 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 no. If you want that to be yours, I want the five bucks I paid for it. And then you can put your name on it and it will be yours. It's those little things that they're starting to like, well, that's not fair. Oh, but it is. Because you want to be treated as an adult you want to get the privileges of an adult. You got a job so you could become an adult. Okay, well, if you want these things to be yours as an adult, you pay for them. I'm not saying I'm not feeding them, but I have made it perfectly clear. I'm responsible for dinner. You want anything else? This is how much is here, and I'm only going shopping once a week. If you guys blow through it in three days, you're screwed the rest of the week. Even that's been a point of contention through you and I. And it, it still is because we're still adjusting. And yesterday was stupid because I shopped in a different place because that's what was closest to me. And it was a time management thing. And I forgot that that was the more expensive store. So I'm probably going to get yelled at for that later. But it's one of those things of if you really want these things to be yours, then you have to pay for it. You know, we're doing school clothes shopping the three who are in school get school clothes shopping money mm-hmm. and school supply money to take care of the needs that they have for school. Well, we're going to college. Not yet, you're not. And even when you are, you have a job. You can buy your own clothes. I'm not responsible for that. I already bought your work clothes, I, I got you started done but the mentality is for a couple of them it's like oh it's no big deal it's okay I don't need the money for that but then they come back later and it's like well um so what am I supposed to do about shoes what do you mean what are you supposed to do about shoes well I need work shoes okay cool let's go get you work shoes okay when I said that apparently it came across as let's like I'm gonna no 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 reality check when we got to the store (laughs) I'm going to take you to the store. I'm going to help you find the shoes that you need according to the rules that they gave you for your job. I'm going to buy them for you today. And then tomorrow we're going to the bank and you are going to give me my money back. Oh, like, yeah, buddy. No, no. Yeah. It is really weird 
just from a parental standpoint where it's like, can we have this? Sure. Can we have this? Sure. Can we have this? Sure. Can we have this? If you'd like to take your money and buy it, yes. No, I don't want to do that. Okay, well, you're not going to get it. Because it's kind of apparent that you're a selfish human being. <laughs> now, I respect the idea of being disciplined with your finances, if anybody you know, respects that. But if you if your expectation is that people need to spend money on you because you're saving money and you can't spend it, it's like you are misguided. <laughs> yeah, that was. But and and I'm okay, and that's why I told him today. And you know, Gracie was like, "No, I don't want it. Um, I will give you a little bit of something in order to help you out, because I'm not going to leave him on an island." I was fortunate when I had to buy my uh, first pair of work boots when I got started at US. My mom was like, I'll take care of those for you. And I was like, oh, that's wonderful, mom. Then I found out the company pays for them, so she didn't have to. Um, but it was a good gesture, you know. And I I feel like we do a lot for them, which we should be doing these things because we're their parent. And it's it's up to us to teach them how to make these steps. But, but at there's the same, a difference, though. I, I don't disagree it should be hard. It should be uncomfortable. There should be struggle in order for them to accomplish these things because when they are on their own, it's not going to be easy. So this is like your training ground. These are your training wheels for when you make the next step. Well, and I think it's, it's one thing that we're helping them get started. Yeah. That does not mean that we are going to be responsible for everything you know when we took the girls out to get their stuff for work i said what do you need both of them black pants either jeans or slacks and a polo shirt of either this color this color this color okay cool so i took them both then they needed a belt and shoes and socks okay cool two pairs of pants two polo shirts each and a belt that's what we bought shoes are your responsibility okay I'm not doing shoes. The shoes that you need are $85. I'm not paying for those. But I did pay for two days worth of work clothes, mm -hmm. enough to get you through the week if you stay on top of your laundry like you're supposed to. I think that's fair. The two that we did that for were appreciative. The other one, when it came time to get her stuff for work, she had certain things that she had to have, and the cost of it was really expensive. And I was like, look, I can help you, but I'm not paying for all of it. Like, I can't. That's, that's beyond what we're capable of right now. And it was like, okay, well, helping is great. But then now it seems like every time we ask for babysitting or we ask for help with something, it's like, well, that should be going towards paying for this. N no. No. Apparently, you're making stuff up in your head, kid. Well, that's the thing. It's like, well, Mom, you said. I never said. I know for a fact. No, I asked you when we were in the kitchen, and you said, like, did you stop to see who I was talking to? There are nine other people in this house, and all of y'all talk at the same damn time. We did do you, all talk at the same did time. Did you stop to see who I was talking to? Because that does happen often. Like, mm -hmm. like you're, having, you're having a conversation, let's say me and Mo. 
but Hannah's over here and she's asking me a question or Jocelyn's asking me a question and they think I hear them, but I'm engaged in another conversation. So they ask me a question and they hear me say yes or whatever, respond to Mo. <laughs> and all of a sudden they think this answer's for them. Exactly. And yeah. it's like, I don't even know what you asked me because I wasn't talking to you. That's this part when we taught you were little kids. If somebody's speaking to somebody else, you wait your turn. How do you, how, how do you forget about that? But it, I, it's a learning experience for us all. And people that have been through this side of life, they're listening to the podcast. They're probably laughing at us because it's like, how do you not know this? Well, it's because we haven't been here before. Well, and there, But here's the thing. There are some things that we're letting them... Okay, so we have a difference of opinion in a few things. We'll use clothing as an example. Yeah, that's let's get into that, huh? Because when they go to the gym, I don't care if they're wearing the, the biker shorts as long as the shirt covers their butt. I don't care. Just cover your butt. That's all I ask. Make sure your chest is covered. Make sure your butt is covered. I don't care because you're going to get sweaty. They're comfortable. You can flex in them better. I wear them. It doesn't bother me. Now, when they wear those things with little bitty tank tops, Mom has a problem because you got boobs. Okay. Ask Quincy. When you and I were dating, what assets did you follow all the time? Are boobs. you Are you asking what assets <laughs> did you put out in front of me? <laughs> Not always. Not always. No, I, I'm asking because you're saying I'm following them. How could I follow them if they weren't available to follow? Okay. Fair. <laughs> but that's the point. You know, I'm watching, I'm trying to explain to them, you know, Quincy has a thing against the shorts. I don't have a thing against the shorts. I do. Now, and I'll explain why. But as long as your butt's covered, I don't care. But I don't care about tank tops either as long as they cover your midriff and the top of your chest. Mo has some that are racerbacks. She uses them for running. She uses them for working out. I don't argue with that. To me, it's a typical gym attire. Our other daughter wears tank tops and it's like you have a chest three times the size of Mo number one and that's not being mean that's what people are going to look at mm-hmm. and two that's a different kind of tank top if it was a round neck racer back meant for the gym I would have no problem with it but when it's the v-neck and it's the deep cut and you're, you're just wearing a little shirt with a button over the top, uh, no, this is not gym attire. No. So there's a, a, a contention there. Now, when she wears the normal stuff, I don't have an issue with it. And I know you do. My issue, and I pointed this out to both of them the other day. I was like, okay. And I, I did this to Mo and I put her on the spot and I forget that the kid has no filter. And I'm like, oh, you have to try and be a mom in the gym watching grown ass men staring at my 14 year old daughter's ass because she is leaning over a machine and she can't help it it's not that her shirt's not long enough she it's just the machine and a guy is right behind her on another machine and he's literally like this while she's going and he's not pumping he's just watching and i'm thinking i'm gonna go to jail i'm gonna go to jail well, she gets off the machine and i'm telling her you know this is why when we use like the uh, adduction abduction machines, I take a towel and I lay a towel across my lap. She never does. Why do you do that? Remember all those guys that were creeping and looking at you and it was making you uncomfortable? She said, yeah. If you have a towel over your midsection when your legs are open, they can't see anything. It's a towel. If a towel makes you happy, so be it. 
but they're not staring at my parts because there is a towel there. It's just something that PJ showed me a long time ago that was like, just trust me. So now I'm like, take something with you. Wear a long shirt. Cover the midsection. But when she starts noticing it, she looks right at the guy and goes, it's gross. I'm just like, oh, my God. Well, it just <laughs> for my stance, it's uh, my policy that I'm not willing to waver on is for girls that are not adults, modesty is my policy. And I know the idea is like, well, they're wearing these skin-tight shorts, and they have a shirt on that's long enough to cover their butt. Yeah, it's long enough while they're standing up. While they're just standing up, standing still, great. But while they're – and look – Guys are guys. By nature, the majority of men, when female, they're very, we're visual. <laughs> so, you know, where when I'm in the gym, I try to figure out where am I supposed to look? Where am I? The other day, let's take this on Friday. This discussion is going way off the path. Okay. I get to a spot. I'm doing pushdowns. Tricep pushdowns. Well, right in front of this particular spot where I'm doing pushdowns is a squat rack. Well, there's a girl who comes over, and she's wearing, you know, the leotard-style pants. And she gets, she's got to put the weights on, but she comes right around. And it's, I can guarantee, I see the guys that walk around there. She's not trying to impress me. I'm just in the wrong spot. But it's, she's right there. She turns around to put the weight's on, and she's got to bend straight over right in front of me to put the plate on. And I'm like, where in God's name can I look so I don't look like a freaking creep? Um, and, I mean, guys and girls alike, they, you're there. You are working on your body, so I understand that. Um, some of the outfits are just – I just don't get it. But here's the reason I brought this up. Yes. I told the girls – this is one of those conversations that you need to sit down with dad and mom. And this is a negotiation conversation. Dad has these rules. These are the things that need to be met. These are the things that you want. Where do we meet in the middle? This is your job for the girls. This is one of those things that you're not pushing back. You are learning to negotiate to find a middle ground. And it's not that I'm doing it because I'm trying to upset you or create an argument it's simply that you and i had to learn how to negotiate yeah. we had to learn how to say okay this is what i want this is what you want they're not the same where do we meet in the middle is there a middle ground i think there is i've already found it am i pointing it out to them absolutely not i want them to do the research look at the clothes find what it is that fits their fashion idea and still will be within the realm of what you accept as modesty. But they have to have that ability because we don't agree on it. They need to come in. If this is something that they want to do and we don't agree, they need to come in and find something that's going to be negotiable and compromise with what I want, with what you want, and with what they want. This is a learning thing for them that they have to do. The same with not wanting to go to church. I don't have an issue with that. But I'm not the one who invited you. I'm not the one that said we need to go. If you don't want to go, then you need to discuss it with the person who's saying you're going or would like us all to go. 
And you need to have a conversation of why. You need to be able to be willing to say, I don't, I'm, I'm not comfortable with this or what have you. But if we don't start teaching them in the littler things like clothing, these other arguments just, they get stupid. Well, I've, you know, I've, I'd be interested to see what this negotiation looks like because right now, if it's stretch shorts or stretch pants, um, they're, they're just young girls under 18. They shouldn't be wearing this stuff. No, but the stuff that Mo has to wear for track or for cross country, she wears the stretch, but she has to wear another pair over the top. Mm-hmm. Coach requires it. Yeah, well, that's what that's why I bought her those shorts to I, wear over. If, I understand that, but our other daughter has not come to that conclusion yet. Well, look, I there's there's a balance because you you do want even as a guy, you want to look good. You want to have some appeal to the other sex. And I don't want to stifle that when they're going to high school. They're, you know, the the twins are juniors. So, you know, I'm not saying they're going to be risque, but they're going to their their outfits are going to evolve. I'm not going to expect a 17-year-old to dress like an 8-year-old. Yeah. And that's fine. But it has to be within the boundaries of modesty. And look, every guy that's looking at a girl at the gym is not a freaking creep. Um, sometimes it's just where your eyes are mm-hmm. and somebody is working out. It used to happen to me at PJ's gym when I would be um, on the elliptical. And a particular lady... She had a nice body. She put a lot of work into this body. She would come and, you know, do her uh, back extensions right in front of the machine. And she would wear very little to no clothing. And there I am thinking, where am I supposed to look so I don't feel like a creep? Because it's just my personal policy not to, like, hardcore check other women out. It's my personal policy because I don't want guys. I, hey, I'm happy when, when we're out and, you know, you're dressed and you feel beautiful, whatever, you know, for other guys. Hey, that's a good looking lady because I think that's harmless to say, hey, that's that's a good. I look at guys. That's a good looking dude right there. <laughs> but there are there are those hardcore, which it's not just guys. Oh, no. Um, but when you when you're past the point of a first look or a second look, and you're on into the gawking. Death. Yeah, gawking. <laughs> That's a difference. And I, I have daughters, so my frame of mind is, when the girl's sitting here doing a squat, it's like, that's somebody's daughter. <laughs> a, it's not my wife, and B, that's somebody's daughter. So sometimes you can't help but see, and it's like, A, I don't even know that was possible for a human, and B, um, <laughs> <laughs> and B, okay, well, good for you. That's kind of the that's kind of the mentality that it is. It's like, oh, good for you. Um, so, and I know because, like you said, you you used those assets to lure me, and I appreciated it very much. <laughs> so, the brown dress. Okay, we go back to that. So it's natural, and I understand that. But as far as being a young girl, modesty. I mean, there are girls that come in there that have to be 12 or under. And it blows my freaking mind what they are wearing. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Because we are sexualizing young girls way, just way too early. 
Now, I know in ancient times they were marrying girls off at like 12 and 13. I don't approve of that. But being a father of seven girls, it's like, okay, did I want girls to wear some of the stuff that they wore when I was a teenage boy? You better believe I did because it was good on the eyes. But now I'm a dad, so. Amazing how those things change. It is. I'm the same way. It's like, mm, you know, they'll, they'll argue with me because I'll wear something that's low cut. And it's like, yeah, I'm going out with your dad. But you're also an adult. That's just it. It's like, I'm going out with your dad. I'm an adult. And I'm not worried about people looking at me because, again, I'm going out with your dad, my husband. This is different. I'm not trying to lure anyone in. I'm being sexy or I'm looking pretty because I'm going out with my husband. There are things that happen between husbands and wives. This helps to bring that evening around to that finish. Builds anticipation throughout the evening. (laughs) But it's just, the the whole point is, they will take and say, well, mom doesn't care if I wear this shirt, or mom doesn't care if I wear these shorts, and they'll tag us against each other. And that's what I'm trying to teach them is, look, we don't agree on this, so if you want to change the rule, find a middle ground and present it. And we'll have a conversation and we'll negotiate and see if it works. With this other situation, it was the same thing. Instead of allowing them to get to a point where they can kind of run us into each other and then we'll figure out, we'll fight it out. And then for them, they're getting away from it. Mm -hmm. They're getting off scot-free because now the argument's between us. That's the part that I, I get pissed off about. That's what had me so upset the other night was... This wasn't even our argument. Correct. And yet it turned into a pretty heated debate. It did. And we don't argue like that anymore. We don't. You know, if it happened, usually it's because there was a huge miscommunication somewhere and we have to figure that out. Mm -hmm. But it's rare. Or it's where something is said and the other one took it. You know, it's we didn't ask the question, what did you hear me say? We just run with what we thought we heard, and it turns into something ugly. Yeah, it's like, I know what you meant. I didn't mean that. Well. Oops. That fit, that fit <laughs> my mood at the moment, so that's what you meant. But that the, the point is, in this one, what happened differently, I think, although it was an ugly argument, and we haven't had one in a while, I think there were a lot of factors at play, but the benefits were we recognized when to stop. We didn't go tit for tat. We finally sat down after things cooled down. We we took a break. You know, it's okay when you're arguing with someone to say, you know what, we need to come back to this. We probably shouldn't have gone to bed angry. I think we both just passed out, to be honest. I don't even think it was an angry thing. I think we were both just tired, and this was the end of the emotional availability for the evening. It was just like, we're done. Yeah. Um, cause I wasn't really pissed when I went to bed. No, I wasn't either. It was I, just, I wasn't, it was just, you know, I was exhausted. Me too. And so I think that, and then getting up the next morning and openly saying, okay, we clearly have something we need to discuss. Mm-hmm. We need to make time for this and then not letting it fester for two or three days, but actually coming together later that day and saying, okay, we, we need to talk about this. This mm-hmm. is, this is what's going on. And then having the conversation and being able to say, okay, I said this last night 
and I know you didn't take it right. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to say it, but anyway, I say it is ugly. So, but by me being able to tell you that you already know I'm struggling with trying to figure out Mm -hmm. what this means for me and why I'm having trouble saying it. Mm -hmm. So I think if there's anything to take away from this whole long conversation of what happened, we use the tools. We just didn't use them all at the, the right time, but we still used them. Being able to um, not let an argument set for two or three days, whereas back when that would have been normal. Well, like I say, there, there are points in an argument or a discussion or in frustrating circumstances where you inside actively make decisions. Mm-hmm. Like the first argument we talked about in an episode ago, I chose to stay mad. That was my choice. And it it didn't hurt anybody but me. Because I know it's like, this is not something to be mad about. But I have to grind an axe. So good. If you need to be mad, like Rita said, if you got to be right, be alone. (laughs) And that's that's what it leads to because then you kind of isolate yourself. So you make choices. You made choices... Not to start taking shots at me. Because then I would have had to make a choice to take shots back (laughs) at you. And then that, it really could have got ugly there. I don't know, I don't know where, I don't know what shots I would have taken at you because I don't sit here and think of shots to take at you. But it just could have gotten ugly there. Or I could have really told you how I felt about the shot you were taking at me. Well, Um, and the thing is, is... I think I recognized what I was filtering the conversation through. That's a, and that's something you could talk about now because you did recognize. Yeah. I, well, and that's why I shut it down because it's like, okay, wait a minute. I, I'm, I'm not looking at this from the right frame of mind. If I can recognize the filter. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I joke all the time about self-awareness because most of the time I, I don't think I have it. But then this stuff comes up and it's like, ooh, okay, I, I can't argue through that filter i will attack you i know what that is and until i figure out why that came up it's not fair to argue with you through that filter that that's that's going to be something that's going to hurt well there and there was more to it than that and i my my first line of defense was to defend our authority in our home it was just very poorly executed which i had to come to terms with because I know she's not thinking about the breach of authority with this other situation. But it's in my mind saying, this can't happen again. Yeah. And this is not really the place to exercise that authority because it's not the same. It's just it's really ugly cousin because it's an overarching theme. So that was my mistake is like associating a situation that didn't belong not a mistake of ever, you know, protecting our authority as parents in our home. It was just poorly executed. Well, even this morning, it, it was a small thing, but we're talking about who's teaching who to drive. Okay. I've drawn a line. I know my lack of patience. I know my need to control, especially in a vehicle. Mm-hmm. 
And since the accident, I'm a little worse at it just because I'm getting comfortable. And a lot of places out here, you got to take a freeway. Mm-hmm. I am not okay with being in the passenger seat with an unskilled driver on the freeway. Mm-hmm. I you Look me in the face. How often do I grab the door or stomp my feet when you're driving mm-hmm. on a freeway? It's usually next to a big rig. Exactly. So I just, I drew the line and said, okay. We'll pay for the classes for everybody to take the class and get your permits and whatnot. But your driving hours are with dad. Now, the littler ones, I can try and, you know, take them over to the school and the school parking lot because it is literally a mile from the house to the school, drive the parking lot and park. I think I'll be okay with that. The others got to drive to work. Now you're talking about a whole other slew of things. So in my mind, I'm thinking... This is a baby step for me because I don't give up control easy. And I don't want to discourage them from learning to drive. I don't, I don't want to be the one that's screaming at you when you're trying to learn something. And one of them <clears throat> this morning had a fit because she recognizes that that means that I am now subject to dad's schedule. And if dad doesn't have time to do this, I'm not going to get my license when I want it right now. Um, too bad. So she starts coming at me with, oh, you won't even try. It's not fair. And all these other things. And it's like, look, <laughs> Quincy finally just said, she's already told you. She's not doing it. And if you keep coming at her and pushing at her and, and throwing all your emotion at her, it's not going to change. It's going to solidify the line. And that's the stuff I'm, I'm talking about. I'm not going to be in a car with a person who's going to start going off on me like that while they're driving. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting myself in danger like that. There's no freaking way. But that's not the mindset that she has. But I do. Well, I just knew that effectively it's a waste of time for her to pelt you. Mm -hmm. But that is what she does. Mm -hmm. And it is, you probably guessed this, listener, it is the same one (laughs) that we are talking about. And in that case... You know, maybe maybe in the past, probably not, but if I would have started to defend her to Jeannie and, you know, jumped into the conversation and whatever. Fortunately, this was like the third time it was like, I'm going to kind of pit you guys against each other and we didn't take the bait at all. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's easy. You're wasting your breath. And that's that. You're wasting your breath. There will be ample opportunity for you and your sisters to get time to drive. You know, we'll we'll go and do it the weekend, blah, blah, blah. We'll it just, do it. It just cracks me up because it's like they have their, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing it. No matter what you say, I'm not doing it. I don't want to, blah, blah, blah. But God forbid if you and I say, no, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. It's like this huge uproar of some sort like you would think somebody just blew up the house or something and they lost their most precious possession and you're thinking seriously but then they the the idea that I'm noticing in the pattern is well then I'll go to the other one and I'll tell them certain things and it sounds like I'm saying no because I don't want to that's not the case or mom said if you say and then it's like an, a thing between the two of us. It's like, this is stupid. One, 
it's not because I don't want to. It is a hard line for me. I know my limits. I'm not stepping over that limit right now. I have enough stress in my life with all these other things we've got going on. I don't need that one. Well, usually we're pretty hip to that game, so we'll close this one out. Usually we're hip to that game. That's where our family dinners are so great because that's where the discussion comes out, and that's where it can all be answered. Say, oh, is this what was said? It's there in front of everybody. And it's like, well, that's not what was said. Those are my favorite because then you'll have the little one in the corner going, no, that's not what was said. I was there. You said this, and you're thinking on the other side of the table, I knew there was a witness. (laughs) (laughs) There's too many people in this house not to have a witness. Yeah, there's somebody witnessing something all the time. (laughs) All right, well, hey, we're living up to the promise I made to you nearly four years ago that we're going to put our stuff out here, and we did. In this one. And uh, we discussed the topics. We discussed our argument. We discussed some places where we disagree. So we kind of give you a peek behind the curtain. Um, We're not perfect. Shocker. Yeah. But then again, we go back to say, well, what would perfect even look like? Who, who, what does perfect mean? And it's not, it's not a, a thing about perfection. I, I'll finish with this. Our marriage is better than I had ever conceived that it could be. And that's because I was ignorant about marriage anyway. But it's freaking great. I agree. I love you. I love you too. All right, baby. Well, you know her. She's Jeannie Moran. You know me. I'm Quincy Moran. And this is Man versus Marriage. I didn't like that one very much. Man versus Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Mary, the podcast.